This is not new view. Way back when this letter was written by Peter. Says some say it was written in AD 64, 63, some even go up to 65. But way back then, things were crazy and whack, and folks were going even though they didn't know anything about COVID. <laughs> Still going crazy. Still going crazy. How crazy were things? Well, they had an emperor at that time by the name of Nero. And Nero, you know, he wanted to build. But the emperors prior to him, they didn't leave him any room to build. He wanted to build buildings and called it Nero's Palace, right? <laughs> Nero's this and Nero's that, Nero's Mark, right? He wanted to just have all these buildings in his name, but there were no there, there was no room to build anything. So all of a sudden, mysteriously, in about 64, 65 AD, all of a sudden Rome had a huge fire mysteriously. And it, and it burned down several buildings, several buildings. Mysteriously, this fire But then all of a sudden, the finger started pointing at Nero. Because Nero basically, they said, wanted to just burn down things so that he can build up Right? So when the heat came on Nero, he came his way, he ends up saying, no, no, it wasn't me, it was the Christians. It was the Christians. And then all of a sudden, you know, folks didn't like the Christians anyway. They didn't like the Christians anyway because the Christians were going around saying that they served the true God. And all these little trinkets that they had were not. God, right? See, see, this fire had people in an uproar. They were saying, wow, you know, not only did people die and property was destroyed, but the God that I had upon my mantle, he, he burned up too. <laughs> right? He couldn't, he couldn't even save himself from that situation. So they were going crazy. And when it was time to blame someone, they blamed Nero, but then Nero said, not me, it was the Christians, and that all of a sudden, it just opened up a floodgate of persecution for Christians. I mean, things got so bad that Christians were being uh, fed to wild animals for entertainment. Things got so bad that during the party tradition says, uh, when it became nighttime, they needed some lamps. So what ended up happening is that Nero ordered that Christians be dipped in oil. And then they set them on fire and posted them up. And that was their night. That's how bad things got for Christians. This It was a messed up situation in a, in a messed up world at the time. But then when you just go and speed up things all, all of a sudden to 2020, things are still messed up. Things are still crazy. I mean, 
who would think that you would have a pandemic and then you would have protests at the same time? Pandemic says stay home. Protest says come out. <laughs> who would think? Who would think that this, and then on top of this, who would think that you would have a pandemic that would not only reach and devastate you physically, but all of a sudden it could destroy you financially as well? Who would think? It's just a, it's a perfect mix of craziness that's going on. So here's the new word for the day. How do you navigate it? <laughs> word is not so new, right? I know you've heard that on the news, I don't know how many times and people say it, navigate, 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 navigate. I go around my house and I see how many times I can say navigate in a sentence. And they look at me like I'm navigating crazy. <laughs> right? It's crazy, right? But never, nevertheless, how do you function in this world? Well, God didn't leave us without an answer. He left us with First Peter. And First Peter says this. First of all, you have to understand in these earlier verses, verses 1 through 12, he says, first of all, you have to understand this first, that you were chosen. You were chosen. Before the foundation of the world, you were chosen. And, and some people probably say, oh, oh, now he's about to get into this election and predestination thing. Hey, here's the thing. Let's, let's settle the argument. Uh, God chooses. And the Bible also teaches that there is also human responsibility. Go figure it out yourself. <laughs> but the Bible teaches both. Amen? It teaches both. But you were chosen. And, and not only were you chosen before the foundation of the world, but guess what you decided to do? See, if you look in the first verse, you'll see that all these people were scattered everywhere, and they were Christians scattered due to the fact that, like I said, persecution was going on. And then you see in the second verse that you were chosen of God the Father, or by the foreknowledge of God the Father, right? And then you were sanctified, sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. Sprinkled with his blood. What what blood's got to do with it? Blood's got to do all. Because, see, it goes back to Exodus when Moses was going around and he sprinkled the blood on the people after the people verbally committed that they were going to obey God. So what this is giving reference to is not only did God choose you in eternity past, but it's also saying that you chose him. You chose him as well. So there's some choosing going on. So act like you know that you chose. And act like you know that you also Chose. Amen. Amen. Act like you chose, but act also like you have chose, like you've made the right decision. That's how you navigate in this thing as well. And then he goes on and says, not only act like you uh, are chosen and you chose, right? But also 
act like you got some hope. Right? And I'm sorry, don't even act like you got some hope. No, you have hope. Right? You have hope. And hope is not this thing of saying, well, I wish that it come. I dream that it will come. Oh, that it will come. Oh, that it might happen. See, the opposite of the hope that we have is probable. The opposite of the hope that we have is probable. All right? See, our hope is so sure that we can have great expectations. Because of the great mercy that we've been shown, we can have great expectations. We can expect God to do what he said he'll do. Amen? We can expect him to come back for us one day. We can expect to live according to his word during this time that he will do great things for us. See, that great mercy means that we can have great expectations for great glory. Amen? That's what Peter is saying. So, it's a chosen thing. But it's also a hope thing. Don't go around acting like you have no hope. Woe is us. No. No, no. Don't, don't do that. And then he goes on to say that not only is it about a chosen thing, not only is it about a hope thing, but guess what? It's about a security thing as well. You can be so secure in this. See, what he has given us is not only time proof, it's not only sin proof, but it ain't. Hey, who can take it from God's hand? Who can take it from God's hand? That's how sure this hope that we have. Amen. That's how sure we can go and we can step out in faith. And after he has finished in those first 12 verses, he says, now, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Mm. Wow. Prepare your mind for action. Some say, gird up your mind. And when you hear gird up, it's an old thing you got to go back to in ancient times where dudes were wearing, I call them dresses, but they were called them tunics back then. Right? And they had these long flowing tunics. And when they wanted to walk fast, or when they, when they wanted to run, or when they wanted to fight, they would get that at the back of that dress or tunic. And then they would bring it up. They would bring it up. And then they would tie it up with a belt. And all of a sudden, they would have instant gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? They would have instant gauchos, right? And they would tie it up, right? And they would tie it up, like I said, with a belt. So they would get all these loose ends of the robe or tunic and they would tie it together, right? And in a way, in a symbolic way, this is what Peter is telling you all to do with your mind. All those loose ends that you have going on in your mind, where your mind is going crazy, there's all this information that you have coming from social media and everything else. He said, 
No, no, pull it yeah. together yeah. and tie it up together. Yeah. Tie it up. Guess what you're going to tie it up with? The word of truth. Yeah. You're going to tie it up with the word of truth. Right? You're going to tie it up with the word of truth. Because that's the only way that you can deal with this craziness. So you're keeping it together, right? But you're also to be sober. He says you can be sober. Now, I know that as soon as people hear the word sober, they think like, oh, like Woodrow, right? They're thinking that. But yet, in a sense, it's talking about the intoxicating effect that all of this information would have on your mind. And it'll make you not think right. It'll make you not think straight. But he tells you, no, no. Not only are you to bring things in, but you also to keep things out. Keep things out of your mind. Don't be influenced by everything that's coming your way. Don't be influenced by everything that's coming your way. Stay sober. Stay alert. There are so many folks that are just going through life. And it's just like, oh, hum, through life. But no, you got to be very intentional through life. You got to be very focused in this life. You got to be goal oriented because your goal is to be like Christ. Your goal is to be like Christ. So he said, gird up your mind. And then he said, stay sober. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then he says, as obedient children, as obedient children, we don't like to be called. Children. We want to say I'm grown. Right? Even when you hear people like 12 year old, I work with folks 12 year old and they say I'm grown. They want to be grown real quick. But the truth is, is that you are part of a family now. And God is your father on this Father's Day. Right? He's your father. And you are his children. And you know what children do? I can recall when I was uh, studying this, I can recall I was just uh, uh, just sitting one day and I was drinking something and all of a sudden here comes Jacob and he he got like something that he's drinking too. And I take a drink, baby. <laughs> I kind of sit back a little bit. Jacob said. Yeah. Right. When I when I said, oh, you know, I was getting into the television program, he didn't know what was going on, but he was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he was mimicking mm. his father. He was imitating his father. And it brought me back to just like how I was mimicking my uncle. The way he walked, I wanted to make sure I had his walk. The way he drives, that's how I drive. Even today, he was struck. Because he was, he was, he had the diamond in the back, the sun roof top. Yeah, he wasn't big in the same way. And I wanted to be like him. Right? And I was imitating someone that was a father figure to me. And that's exactly what Peter is saying here. 
we are children in the sense that we need to be mimicking our father. We need to mimic our father. We want to be just like him. Do not be conformed to the former lusts which you were, which were yours in your ignorance. See, you can't go back and lean on your old stuff, your old skills of manipulation and, and, and just using and, and diving and doing whatever else that you will find in Galatians this chapter, that whole list. You can't do that now. Now you have to have a new set of skills, a new set of skills that will glorify your father. So how do you navigate? In this craziness, but well, like I said, you got to understand that you're chosen. You got to understand that you have a hope, right? You got to gird up your mind. You got to think soberly. And you got to be like your father. You got to be like your father. Imitate your father down here. You can't imitate what's going on down here. You got to imitate your father. Stay focused. Stay focused. It goes on to say, but like the holy one who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. You hear that? In all your behavior. That means that you have to be right. Try to be right in every situation. You can't pick and choose when you want to be wrong. And then be right in all situations, in all your behavior, you are trying to be right. You're trying to be right. right. And then it says, Be holy, for I am holy. He goes back in the 16th verse, goes back to the Old Testament in Leviticus, where God says, Be holy, for I am holy. It's the same standard back in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament today. Back when Peter wrote this letter, all the way to now, the standard still is be holy. Be holy. So, with all the injustice that's going on, the protests, the violence, whatever that's going on, how do you keep it together? Do you get sucked up in the, in the madness that's going on? Do you, do you buy into the fact that this world is going crazy? Well, I tell you already, it's been going crazy. <laughs> it's been going crazy. Amen? But Peter said, in all the craziness, we are still anchored in something that is so not sure. We are anchored in something, and we shouldn't lose footing in the fact that we are here. <laughs> Saying that this thing started with grace, 
And when grace is worked out, because each day God gives you new grace to face all this craziness that's going on, you give you grace. And guess what? Grace, when it's all worked out, grace ends. That's why it always says grace and peace. Because the result of grace is peace. Right? Peace with God, peace with man. That's what he's working out in your life. Amen. So remember, we are people of hope. We're chosen. You gotta make sure that we live intentionally. Amen. Amen. You gotta make sure that you understand that you gotta be like your father, even though this world is not the same. Amen. So you don't want to fail. Give an opportunity to someone that may be in the midst of us now that wants to shore up their relationship with Christ. It is a time to do it. Amen. Even though this world is going crazy, we're telling you. Right now, that Christ is in He makes things make sense. He makes things make sense because he's saying that this world has been, it's been in a downward spot. It's been in a downward spot. But he's saying that I've given you resources and tools and power to navigate. We're not, not of this world. Amen. That's the message that we give. So, one, like, show that relationship of Christ. Come today. Amen. We'll have those available right after service here at the dismissal to assist you. Yeah, I don't.